Reelers and merrymakers, rosin up your curiosity, tickle the strings of your favorite gut box, and keep playing till the ship sinks into the icy deep. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, time to talk to tall to me. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, time to talk to tall to me. <laughs> that was great, Nick. I, I panicked. It worked. I added an additional two in there, but, you know, nobody will notice. Hey. Do what you gotta. Yeah. Welcome back. I am Omen Said. And I am Nick McGill. Together, we are Feckless Moans. And this, for you and for everyone, is Talk Told to Me. A wild, working-class party in the lower decks of the great ship, Progrock, in which Nick the Stowaway and Omen the boy your parents warned you about will show you what life is like away from the dull world of society's approved rock and roll. Every dance a song, every bottle an album. Nick and I will dance our way sweatily through every track that prolific prog rock band Jethro Tull ever released. Martin Barr will impress the Irish dancers with his ability to stand on his toes. Jeffrey Hammond Hammond will give us an invaluable diamond, and Dee Palmer will secretly approve of our romance. In the end, however, we will no doubt be left to freeze in the North Atlantic while Ian Anderson drifts away on a piece of flotsam that is definitely big enough for the both of us. I just want Dee's approval. I mean, can I just be honest with you? Like, that's all I'm looking for here. She's going to give us a knowing nod from the corner. And that's it. I, my heart will fill with joy. I was young once as well. <laughs> I used to dance with young chaps like you. Uh, hello, Omen. Hey, Nick. We are, We. this is, what is this, round two of the Florida studio? Is this our second or third? Could be. Feels like I've been here forever. Yeah, it does. You feel so far away. And on top of that, you've got a new soundboard, so hopefully that takes care of that pesky crackle. <sighs> Upgrading left and right. Tiki has also upgraded. She has a full cat tower oh. in the office, which is which gives her a full view of the nature outside. And she is, as we speak, flicking her tail in interest. Like me giving you the old preamp, you gave Tiki your old cat tower, and you just got I remember when I used one. to sit in that cat tower yeah. back when I was a kitten. Yeah. <laughs> I have such fond memories. <laughs> Nick, what are we um, having the pleasure of talking Tull about today? Before we get into songs, which it is, it's a fun new week, we are going to get into one of these. Sir, sensors have detected another star in the sky. Dear Lord, that's five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. That's right. The five-star train won't slow down. It just keeps on going. This review from Donegal Express reads, Title, Last Man at the Party? Perhaps I'm not, but seeing that you're already 130-plus episodes in, I'm at least a good bit late. In any case, better late than never. I'm thoroughly enjoying the Mom's wonderfully insightful and always entertaining breakdown of the Tull. Thank you, Donegal. Thank you for those five stars, those kind words. Greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. It really, it is an express train through our carotid artery straight to our heart that you took the time to review us. And yeah, and everyone else out there, feel free to follow 
to catch the Donegal Express to Startown. Stopping at the Mome Station. Also a good reference to track number seven off of the Christmas album, Last Man at the Party, which we will be discussing December 21st of this year. Ooh, that's right. Yeah. So that is it for housekeeping. A little quick one today, but that is because we have two tracks to discuss, both instrumentals. So there's not a whole lot to talk lyrically, although we will get into some lyrics. We'll get into that later. But we have two tracks for you, bonus tracks off of Heavy Horses. Heavy Horses slash Songs from the North. There's kind of a weird overlap of when music was done and what albums were put out and what compilations were put together of of scraped together recordings. That's right. We're essentially pulling from the Steve Wilson remaster release of Heavy Horses on which these two tracks were placed. And those two tracks are Quatrain or Quatrain, Quatrain the emphasis on the qua. I don't think <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's uh, good either way. I, I like I either one. Go back as long and as you don't to say Quatrane. Quatrain. And so it's Quatrain and Botanic Man theme. And we will begin with Quatrain. Let's put out our four ears and have a listen. Goodness. And with that gorgeous fade out, that is Quatrain, Nick. Quatrain it is. Nick. Omen. I that is a new one for me. Oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't tell you. By the, the outbursts of Ian Anderson, it is clear that this was not a final recording. This was clearly a uh, a studio rehearsal practice, a lot like uh, what we saw last week with horse hoeing husbandry, it didn't feel... That's right. Yeah, we're kind of in the cutting room floor stage of things here. Yeah, definitely. Scraping the barrel, as we can tell by, as you said, Ian Anderson's frustrated ejaculations. However, that being said, this has been played live. Uh, you're kidding me. Just by a search of the live albums that I have, I have it three times. Tull Alive, live at Madison Square Garden, and on Bursting Out. Wow. So it must be one that uh, didn't make the recording, you know, in this time period, but then later on, it was revamped, reprocessed, repracticed, and I mean, I can see why this would be great as a live piece. Sure, sure. It's a fun it's little- so energetic. Yeah, it's th- about three and a half minutes. Ian Anderson gets to take a break vocally. Right, right. And doesn't even need to bother with the flute. He's got, it's basically mandolin work for Ian. But that being said, according to setlist.fm, we have three times in 77. Oh, interesting. 20 times in 78, 11 times in 79, and then nothing until once in 1990. (laughs) (laughs) They forgot it existed or... Yeah. So, I mean... A drop in the bucket compared to some of the Tull songs. But yeah, I could see it as as being a fun little kind of amuse-bouche. 
It's a lovely treat. Yeah. And I think that especially depending on how you were going to build a set list, this would be something that personally I would be thrilled to hear it live. You know, if I went yeah. to a concert and they were like, and now we'll play this quatrain that we blah, blah, blah. This is a nice energetic little guy that I could see them starting section two after intermission. Oh, definitely. Especially because they, they all start up in pieces. So one person yes. walks on, Martin starts it. Then what do we got next? The the drums. So Barrymore comes on and drums. Then we get John on the John and John on organ and bass. Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a great little introductory, and then Ian finally comes out for the the mandolin portion of it. And because it's piecemeal like that, depending on how you wanted to structure it live, I mean, it is it's kind of based on this repeating set of forms. Mm-hmm. You could have Martin just play it for twenty minutes if he wanted to. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, you could have a big drum solo in there. I think it's a very a very malleable, yeah, adaptable piece to whatever the needs of the concert are. It's very forgiving to fit with your your needs. So like you said, it's got those separate parts, those separate pieces. I think yeah. that, that ties in perfectly with the name. Omen, can you tell me what a quatrain is? A quatrain, Nick, I'm so glad you asked. A quatrain is a, traditionally, a four-line poem. It is an ancient poem form. It is. It has been popular in Persia, and really had its heyday in the the shining example of the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam, with whom, if you are not familiar, you should acquaint yourself because it's, it's gorgeous, gorgeous poetry. It can follow any kind of a rhyme scheme, either A-B-A-B, A-A-B-B, A-B-B-A, A-A-B-A. I see that there B-A- are... <laughs> There are 15 possible rhyme schemes in a quatrain, and slant rhyme right. is also acceptable. Well, Did you want to keep going mm. with, with all of the letters of the alphabet, Omen? Or no, no, no. I think they got the... <laughs> G-A-A-F-H. No. Um, <laughs> however, this, this quatrain is played in the style of a reel. Mm, okay. Which, shall we talk a little bit about a reel? I think that is useful. But do you have anything more to say about a quatrain? A quick example, Samuel Taylor Coleridge's poem, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, is an ABCB rhyme scheme of a quatrain. Uh, so a quatrain doesn't have to be just just four lines. It's stanzas broken up. It's, it's a stanza right. of four lines. Right, right, right. Poems formed of four-line stanzas, mm-hmm. yes. Sonnets, traditionally four lines, three quatrains followed by a rhyming a couplet. couplet. Yep. And yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I have. Yeah, so it's, it is an ancient and well-continuously used form of poetry. It's funny that... Because it's easy. <laughs> it, I it's, mean, let's, let's be honest. It's, it's, it's straightforward, at least. Do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's fun to listen to. It engages the ear. There's something about yes. it that, that engages our natural listening yeah. instinct. Makes it fairly easy to read. Makes it very understandable in, in listening to. It gives you that anticipation if you know the structure. Right. So, yeah. To transition into the real, a quatrain is a four-line stanza. This song is in 4-4 four, four time. Mm. And I believe that it is played in the style of a reel. What is a reel, Nick? I'm so glad you asked a real R E E L has its origins in Scotland 
The reel is a folk dance type and can be used to refer to the dance or the tune. As I said, it originated in Scotland and it is an important part of the fiddle repertoire Mm. across the British Isles and even North America. It's one of four traditional Scottish dances, the reel, the jig, the strathspey, and the waltz. And the earliest reference to the reel, Nick, can you guess what it was? Oh, it's got to be Shakespeare, right? Ooh, same time period, same time period. It was a legal document. Oh, okay. In 1590... There was a witchcraft trial in which the accused was reported to have danced this real or short dance. However, because it was the a name short probably dance. goes back to um, the Norse language. That's great. Yeah, so caution to any dancers out there. Be careful where you dance the real. Make sure it's a long one. I mean, that's, Make, yeah, that's that yeah. it, clearly it seemed that the, the offense was the fact that it was a short dance. Yes. Not enough time to see the hips gyrate. I mean, that's all there is to it. So etymologically, real was traditionally something that spun on an axis, i.e. with thread or yarn or string. So that's the real, I imagine. There's Yeah, there's a lot of spinning going on in the dance itself. Interesting. So if we listen to this traditional real, this is Hand Me Down the Tackle. So if you listen to that traditional reel, you can tell that it starts off with the fiddle that kind of grinds into the the first tune, establishes the tune, and then the other instruments join in as it goes on. Yeah. There's some variations, and the whole thing is in 4-4 four, four and goes along at quite a clip. It's a shame we didn't get a little Daryl Way in here. To, well, on, it's on funny fiddle. because the way that they interpret this kind of traditional approach is with Martin on the guitar doing yeah. the fiddle part and it's really funny when he first starts out i the first time i listened to it i thought just what what's going on here yeah. this sounds so bizarre and then a couple seconds later i was like oh my gosh that's martin playing the guitar as if it's a fiddle you know in the style of a fiddle yeah it's not quite as like zippy electric as you get with that that traditional fiddle in terms of speed Yes. And zipping back and forth in between the notes. And I have a feeling Martin could play that quickly. But I think on the electric guitar, it would get muddy really quickly. I think what we have, when what we see a better example of the style is actually when the mandolins come in. When Martin starts Mm. playing the mandolin and then Ian plays the mandolin (laughs) to the the best of his ability (laughs) in that moment. Which is not bad. I mean, it's funny that, like, if, if it wasn't for him saying, ah, yeah. God, the, take it again. The the only lyrics that we have, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant songwriting. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for that, I would not know that he had messed up. Yeah, right. Yeah, he stops at about so we have we have three instances here. We he stops at 1 minute and says, "Oh, fuck, sorry." At 1:30, he goes again. And then at 1:40, he goes again. And then he doesn't even start again because no, <laughs> the electric part it. picks back up. <laughs> He's walked away. He's, he smashed the mandolin. He knows that that he only has enough time to pick up the 
to pick up the guitar or whatever it is. He's, you know, he's probably just holding the, the mandolin the whole time. He just doesn't start back up because the In electric portion. <laughs> he's just, just gripping that neck. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the old joke, how do you get two mandolins to play in tune? Um, Break one of them? Burn one of them. Burn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mandolin is generally an accompany instrument. It is. And so the fact that they were trying to have two mandolins at the same time, I mean, it's very very cool. I love the sense of experimentation. I think it's really, despite what Ian Anderson might think, I think it's very successful. I would love to have heard this live. Yeah, yeah, I bet it would be a lot of fun. And like the traditional reel, they cycle through different patterns and different pairings of instruments. You know, Uh right off the bat, we have Martin about 17 seconds in. We have Barrymore coming in with the really almost military march. Yeah, very marchy. drum. Yeah. We then have some variations on the tune before the organ comes in. the double mandolins come in we have obviously ian struggling a little bit although it sounds amazing yeah yeah and then it 147 the full band comes back in is it just me or does that at that point particularly i think it's because it's compared to that mandolin portion but when the electric comes back in it feels very trudgy feels very it feels like it slows down the momentum that they've built up well i mean a traditional reel is played on traditional instruments and there's and it is designed it has a, it has evolved to be played in that style and at that speed. Yeah. And you can't play an organ and an electric guitar at the same speed that you can play a fiddle. Fair enough, yeah. And a bodhran. Yeah. Fair enough. Those are instruments which can be played at speed and still remain clear, you yeah. know. This is a rock band. They're they're trying to play on stadium instruments. This delicate form and and the fact that they make it work at all i think is amazing yeah yeah i'll give it to them surely particularly that second part that you were saying where they come back in the organ gets really funky in that portion it's a lot of fun yes yes it's a lot of fun he wheedles all over the place and then he has a little bit of a breakdown and then it goes into is it flute or is it flute on like an or organ on a flute setting. I can't quite tell, but there's like a little whistle thing happening in there somewhere. Okay. To me, that sounds like organ. If I had to, right? if I had to put money on it, I would say organ. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong, and it's flute. It could, I mean, it it's not unlikely that a flute could be played that high, right? I mean, that's totally oh, absolutely in a flute no, no. Register. It's well within the okay. flute range, and it does sound like the flute. But there's something about the attacks that make me think it's the organ. It feels mechanical that it's it's such a such an abrupt change between the the notes. Yes. Yeah. The flute is one of the traditional instruments for this kind of music so it's funny to me that we don't hear more of yeah. it yeah 
You know, Nick, this is, this is, I love this because even though you could say, okay, this recording wasn't successful enough to make it onto an album, I think this is such a great example of what typifies the approach of Jethro Tull and why we love them. Because it's, you know, they're not just jamming out a song about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They're taking a traditional form, mm-hmm. playing it with modern instruments, and combining those things in an experimental way. Ian Anderson is clearly learning a new instrument at this time. It's it's yeah. it's alive. It's not stagnant. And I I want to throw a little extra note on that. I think that's 100% right. And it's even more poignant because they could very well have played this traditionally with the traditional instruments. It's not outside the realm of possibility that they they couldn't have used every single one of those traditional instruments. Absolutely. Oh, that's such a great point. Yeah. They made that choice to to give it that tall folk feel while right. playing the quote-unquote traditional tall instruments. Right. They're not saying we're they're not pretending that they're a traditional band. They're not to use the horse metaphor. They're not throwing away their tractors. They are right. using tractors to breed horses. They're crossbreeding a tractor oh, with a horse. Oh my god, what what monstrosities. <laughs> Absolute yes, monsters. The SBCA came running as oh soon as god. it started. Horsetron. <laughs> Horsetrons. <laughs> Mela horse. Mela horse. That's where the horse in Bon Jovi's song mm. when he sings I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride that's where that that's, so- that's where that horse came from that's it it's the steel horse the bastard yep. child of <laughs> he 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 was sold it by Ian Anderson yeah that's right Nick anything else on Quatrain no no it's fun it is really nice because we are so gosh darn deep dive into tall it's yeah it's really fun to see these little instances of Almost a peek behind of this was clearly not a finished product. We get to see a little bit of Ian in in the process, I guess. Yeah, totally. I think that's such a great way of saying it. I it's it's like instead of you know with the albums, we're walking around in a jewelry store saying, "Oh, that's a nice diamond necklace," and here we are under the earth seeing carbon being crushed. <laughs> into a diamond formation. And and Ian accidentally made like a copper light instead and said, oh, oh fuck. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An emerald? What is this? Get rid of it. So with that, Nick, shall we have a listen to our second instrumental track, the Botanic Man theme? Yes, we shall. Not to be confused with the Botanic Man, which we will discuss next week. This is the Botanic Man theme, which we will listen to right now.
tickle me with a twig and call me Sally, Nick. That's a beautiful song. Wasn't that lovely? It was. So this is... Uh, this I is... said call me Sally. Okay, Sally, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a preview, again, of next week. We'll be hearing a lot of the same themes and, and structure for that. I'm really curious to know what you think about Botanic Man. I listened to it a couple of times this morning to transcribe the lyrics like I did for Horse Hoeing Husbandry. And I like this. I like that one significantly more than than HHH, but we'll get into that. Right now, with no sure. other kind of context, this is just one of those nice examples of Ian's flute and acoustic. It's just so, so, so lovely. It's great. It's also in 4-4. A lot. It's a very 4-4 heavy day today. Okay, yeah. It is not April 4th. Wish it was, but... <laughs> 4 4. That's, that's all. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I love the way that Martin sneaks in with the electric. Yep. Yep. A little bit later on. We get three instances of it 27 seconds and 37 seconds. It's It kind of comes out of nowhere. It's wow, wow. Yeah. And then at the very end. And this isn't the first time that we've heard the flute doubled up with itself. However, this is a really, really good example of the flute doubled up with itself in in a duet fashion. Mm. This reminds me of all of the incredible flute duets that Ian Anderson has played throughout the years, including, Nick, I'm not sure if you were aware of this, but in 2011, April 11th, 2011, Ian Anderson performed a flute duet with Colonel Caddy Coleman, a NASA astronaut, while she was in space. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's not a surprise, but still impressive. I'll read you the, the blurb from NASA that came out, the press release from NASA. Washington. Harmony reached new heights recently as NASA astronaut Caddy Coleman, circling Earth aboard the International Space Station, and musician Ian Anderson, founder of the rock band Jethro Tull, collaborated for the first Space Earth duet. Coleman, an amateur flautist, and Ian Anderson played a portion of the song Beret, an arrangement of which Ian Anderson and Jethro Tull performed during their 1969 U.S. tour as Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin stepped Mm. on the moon. Nice. Coleman played her part from 220 miles above the earth late last week. Anderson played his part while on tour in Perm, Russia during the weekend. The two parts were then joined. Oh, so they didn't play literally at the same time. You shut up. <laughs> still, I mean, it's still really cool. Yeah, really cool. No, it's amazing. But... Coleman is an avid fan of Anderson's and carried one of his flutes for her six-month stay aboard the station, along with her own instrument. She also carried a penny whistle and Irish flute from members of the musical group, the Chieftains. She says, it's really different to play up here. I've been having the nicest time in our cupola. I float around there. A lot of the times I play with my eyes closed. What a lovely image, floating high above the earth, playing a flute owned by Ian Anderson. I mean, she should have been playing for Michael Collins, Jeffrey, and me. Well, she's an amateur flautist. <laughs> Here, let's play, let's listen to a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that is lovely. Ian needs sunscreen. She does a, a darn fine job. She does better than Martin does in, in the original recording, I would say. I think she's selling herself short by saying amateur flautist. She's pretty good. I would say she is the world's most professional space flautist. She is the galaxy's best flautist. Not including Earth, you know, extraterrestrial flautist. There we go. That's amazing. And I mean, really, actually, I didn't expect that to be so emotionally moving, but that was lovely. incredible. Yeah. I put the link in the show notes for that if you want to watch that. It's it's two minutes and 19 seconds. So you are doing yourself a disservice not seeing Space Flute. You're losing money not to listen to Space Flute. <laughs> That's your go-to lately. <laughs> not listen to Space Flute in this economy? <laughs> Um, so anyway, a bit off topic, but, you know, we can see the seeds of this kind of flute duet here in Botanic Man, and it's yeah. lovely. It's, it's really nice. It's really, really nice to, to hear. And it's, it's a quick one. Do yourself a favor and listen to Botanic Man theme. Don't listen to Botanic Man yet. The theme is only one minute and 15 seconds. It's really quick. And I think I'm actually going to save that for some background music going forward in some episodes because it's it is so nice and and mellow and can fit into the back of things sounds amazing listen for that at some point somebody write in so i can put it behind it so yeah it's botanic man portion aside without again without the context like it's it's just a sweet little song it's a lovely little little tune and i think a good way to end after quatrain also in 2011, that was uh, 2011 was apparently a very hot year for space music. Oh, space music! In February of 2011, Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas wrote a song, "Reach for the Stars," which was uploaded to Curiosity in time for its launch, and then 560 million miles later, the rover landed on Mars in the Gale Crater, and one of the very first things it did after landing, was to play Will I Am's song, Reach for the Stars, back to Earth, becoming the first piece of human music to be broadcast from another planet. Just to see if we could? I think it's about, you know, sending a piece of our soul into outer space rather than just our cold, soulless technology. Also, Will I Am is a, is a known Afrofuturist. Oh, I didn't know that. And way, oh yeah, Will I Am and, and Black Eyed Peas in general are way into space and science fiction and the whole bit. Oh, that's cool. I must warn you, it does say explicit, so maybe it's a good thing they didn't just pump it out into Mars. We would offend <laughs> all the all <laughs> the Martian all those, Puritans. All those Martian Puritans, yeah, and they would surely invade and try to uh, try to save our souls. Well, maybe we need our souls saved by the Martians. I mean, at this point, who knows what could save us? The Martians do. <laughs> Martian. If anything can, Nick, I do believe it is the magical power of music. Played on Martian technology. Are we not all playing a flute duet? In a way, Nick, you and I are playing a flute duet across... I mean, we are recording this further away than Ian and the astronaut did. Is that true? We're more than 220 miles away, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, that's so weird to think of of the x-axis or the y-axis. 
Yeah. She may not have been 220 miles directly above Ian's head when he Oh, that's Russia. true. Right. Right. All right. That's true. I, I retract my... It's nice to think, though. Oh, it's man. nice to think. It's nice to think. <laughs> Nick, anything else we want to say about Botanic Man? No. No. The theme is is our little taste test for next week. And next week, we'll see Botanic Man, the song proper, and it will round out Heavy Horses. We will be done wow. with Heavy Horses, all told, on that day. What a momentous episode upcoming. What a lovely time I have had speaking with you about these two little instrumental tracks today, Nick. Until next week, you can reach for the stars, just like Will I Am says, and you know what? Reach for them, grab them, pull them down, and stick them in a rating for us. Reach for the stars five times. Reach for five stars. I don't care how many you get at a time, just five. That's right. After that, maybe uh, wander on over to the T Public talk tell to me store link is in the show notes where you can get yourself some merch some talk tell to me merch i'm seeing mugs i'm seeing t-shirts people are sharing their pictures of brand spanking new talk tell to me merch my son was wearing an orange OGJT shirt today before he took it sure off was spent the day not wearing a t-shirt or pants like father like son and i am i am in a very hot booth so i am not i took off my green Script Square Jethro Tull t-shirt. Colonel Katie Coleman may have had Ian Anderson's flute in outer space, but you can have Talk Tall to Me's merch in whatever space you are in. Basically the same thing. Oh, that was so good. It was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Keep lying to me. Thank you. I regret my two minutes of, of ramble because that was really good. With the leftover change, go on over to Patreon and subscribe to us there as well, please. That's right. Until next week. <laughs> I am the offended Martian that is Omen said. <laughs> I am the explicit flute beaming down to Earth, Nick McGill. We are the NASA-approved flute duet that is Feckless Moms. And this is the solar flare that is talked ultimately. <laughs> I guess. What is that? Blorpy blorp. New arrival on our planet, it is. It does not look organic. No, not organic, not Martian. Back up, back up, back up. Back it up, back it up now. My tendrils are very curious. I see how they quiver. They, your tendrils are looking a fetching color under the dim Martian sun this morning, Gorblack. You always sweet-talk me, Lorbals. Oh, this sun down, we shall go to my crater. I know what you want, Lorbals. I will not give my Blancus away so easily. <laughs> oh, oh, new arrival is whirring. Oh, oh, metal shine. It is producing a sound. What? 
Let me tap in my tendril to the ox port. Oh, you put your tendril wherever you want, Lorbel. Oh. My, how you gyrate. These vibrations are so funkalicious. May I, may I share your ox port? Put it into my ox port. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. Oh, I am, I am impregnated with sound. Oh, everyone, funk it up, funk it up. It is so extra Martian. Oh, the, the, mu the music, it is changing to... Is this a, is this a podcast? What is this? Oh, no. Hey, this, this is clearly an act of war. They send us talk tell to me? Why, everyone in the galaxy knows that that is a proud member of the Feckless Moms Audio Network. We shall turn that planet to dust. Dust, I say. Quiver. <laughs> flute. A flute. A flute. My podcast for a flute. <laughs>